For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done. Here we go. Here now with all of today's cruise and travel news and a bit of commentary. It's the guru of the seas himself, Tom Drake. It is indeed himself on this Thursday, August 24, 2023. And I've been telling that duck for a while. The duck is my producer. The, the, the music stops too abruptly, much too abruptly, very much like my career. Probably one day it'll be over. Uh, the agent will go, nobody wants you. An abrupt end to my to my big-time career. But in any case, I still have to, to work on that. Uh, welcome to the podcast. I'm the podcaster. You're the listener. And uh, that is the duck. Enough of him. Uh, a very exciting Thursday because I'm working with a bunch of new toys. Tommy has some new toys, as my wife would say. Uh, they delivered yesterday a new mixing board. You should hear me out of both sides now. Very, very good. And the board weighs one pound. My previous mixing board was a lot heavier, and I would have to haul that with me to a ship. And I would also have to work with sometimes three computers to put this almost award-winning broadcast out. But now I'm down to one computer and soon to be an Android phone. The Android phone will do this. Will Hello, will give me this. I don't care what you believe. Android phone. I don't care what oh, you believe. Oh, shut up. One laptop. One one-pound mixing board, and on my head, a pair of Sennheiser headphones with a microphone attached, very much like when you're watching the golf on Sunday or ESPN or uh, SEC football, my old friend Vern Lundquist. That's what I feel like now. I can stand up and do the podcast. I can take this podcast and do it on the back of the ship without interrupting anybody and bother. I'll just sit in the corner talking to myself as we sail. Uh, no, certainly not on the way from Reykjavik to Quebec, but in the future, uh, the opportunities of me telling you how majestic and beautiful the sunrise is because I'll go on the back deck while they're setting up for breakfast on terraces, uh, on the terrace, excuse me, not terraces, that's just one level, the terrace, and I'll put this podcast together while they're clanging silverware and putting out coffee cups and the sun rises and I'll get paid for it. What are you doing in your life? All right, let's get to this. First of all, I will be on the Crystal Serenity that was a test yesterday. I said it would be on the Celebrity Serenity, and everybody sent emails. Hey, hey. You're a moron. You're not on Celebrity. They wouldn't hire you. You're on Crystal. So I know that. I'm on Crystal Serenity. Uh, what a shout-out to the people at Golf Pass. Golf Pass, here's what happens. I am the worst at free trials. I get sucked into You can have a free trial for 7 days, 14 days, 30 days. After that, they're going to bang you. And I always forget to, to, to not, to, you know, cut it off. To cancel it. So two years ago, I must have been trying to get a better tee time somewhere. I signed up for Golf Pass, unbeknownst to me. Um, it was renewed for $99 plus tax. And it was just renewed again yesterday. And I'm like, I don't, where did this come from? Where did it, like alimony you didn't know about? So I call Golf Pass and I tell them, look, I don't have time for golf. I'm busy. I'm a, a podcaster. I'm, a, I'm an alcoholic. There's a lot of things I'm doing. Um, and I had a guy named Massimo. And Massimo canceled this. Now, if you're a golfer 
this is a great opportunity. The golf pass looks like a great deal for $99 a year. Discounts on tea times, all kinds of instruction and interviews and shows, but it wasn't right for me. But if you're interested, you should go to, to call Golf Pass. I don't have the number here. And ask for Massimo. I told him I would say this because he was great. Fabulous. So I'm out for I'm $100 to the good. Because normally the old Tom Drake would say, oh, the hell with it. And then I would forget to take it off again. And I get banged the next year. You know how many things? Oh, free trials that turned to much more than that. Uh, by the way, if you're the first time listening to the podcast, we will get to the stories. The purpose of the podcast is I go through what's happening in the cruise and travel industry, uh, and then I give you my two cents, my commentary. But I also like to talk a little bit about Regis moment, Regis moment of what's going on in my life. Busy yesterday, very busy. The Yankees won. They, they had lost eight games in a row. My friend John Joseph, I'm sure, is happy. A lot of uh, a lot of comedians are Yankee fans because we're all from the Northeast. And they won. Not only did they win, three home runs from Aaron Judge, judging blast. That was very cool. And yesterday, we had a delivery. And let me preface this by saying, you know, I mentioned the hip replacement for the wife, the cruise director, only because some people are interested in it. It was certainly not a, um, a plea for gifts. But people have been very generous. And as I said, when this massive flower arrangement came from Steve and Jerry, I'm like, nobody died. It's just a hip. Uh, by the way, the flowers are still gorgeous. But yesterday, a box came from a company called Spoonful of Comfort. If you haven't heard of this, very cool. It was a box with cookies, rolls, and chicken soup. Now, you know chicken soup is affectionately known in the Northeast as Jewish penicillin. No matter what's wrong with you, have a cup of soup. I'm going to make soup. Ma, ma, I cut my arm off. Mom, I cut my arm off uh, in the car door. Let me make soup. I'll make a little soup. You'll feel better. The pain will go away. What can be chicken soup? So comes yesterday, chicken soup, rolls, and cookies from a spoonful of comfort for my friends John, and I'll say both names, John and Annette, thank you. And again, I'm not asking. We got cooked the greatest cookie assortment you ever saw from Ernie and Ellen. You see all this stuff. Um, and you know what It bothers me? If something happens to me, you know what I'll get? I got, I get Ugats. The wife got all this. I didn't get anything, all right? The wife gets everything, flowers, cookies, gifts, soup. I'll get, hey, hey, I'll get the middle. But anyway. Thank you. But I'll tell you what, look it up. If you want to send a gift that's different, you can't. A great soup. Well, I was supposed to cook dinner last night, so this was a gift from heaven. I didn't have to make dinner. We had soup. We had cookies. We had rolls. It was wonderful. And I felt better. I haven't felt good the last couple of days. It could have been from all the chemicals that were put into my body when I had the CT contrast and other stuff going on. I had that chicken soup. I sat down. The Yankees won. Oh, man, does it get any better? And by the way, the cruise director is doing great with the hip replacement therapy. The therapist was here yesterday, and wow, my wife is very competitive. Anybody that knows that knows that. She's extremely competitive, and she wants to be the best ever in hip therapy. So congratulations. All right, let's get to the headlines. A big day the last couple of days for whoever sells for a company called Metacolor. Because Metacolor just signed a contract to sell 350,000 square feet of steel for the next icon of the seas for Royal Caribbean. We're going to talk about that because most of these ships, a lot of the walls are some kind of fabricated metal with painting on it because that's how they clean them. They don't invest a lot. Oceana has a lot of fabric on the walls. They don't go for that. They go for metal on the walls. 
how about how about Democrats and Republicans working together? I'll talk about that. And that's to reduce the wait for a visa. To get a visa to come to the United States is simply embarrassing. I mean, we get mad if we have to wait 36 hours. Now, you should see how long people have to wait. Galveston, the port of Galveston, uh, despite their hemming and hawing, hemming and hawing, they still want to go ahead with a fourth terminal. The only reason I picked this story is because of the words hemming and hawing. And I wondered, where do they come from? We'll talk about that. The Carnival, I never talk about personnel, really, but Carnival has announced who will be the fun people on the new Jubilee. In other words, who's the entertainment director and who is the cruise director? Her nickname is Fire. You know that's Carnival. And also... I worked the QE2. I've worked the Queen Mary 2. I have performed on Cunard. Boy, has Cunard changed because we're going to talk about a mural that was created for Cunard's Queen Elizabeth, and the artist's, artist's name is Mr. Brainwash. Mr. Brainwash created a mural for Queen Elizabeth for Cunard. Now, Carnival thought about this, and they've hired a, an artist named Mr. Buttwash. <laughs> I've been waiting all morning to say that. Mr. Buttwash is going to do a, a, a mural for Carnival. But really and truly, did you ever think that Cunard would entertain hiring anybody named Mr. Brainwash? Times have changed. And finally, Royal Caribbean has named their chief, the new chief meteorologist. There's a lot of moving parts in the cruise industry these days. And a chief meteorologist is very, very important. And it's a, not a, a fun job because he's the one that says you're not going to the private island or you're not going here or you shouldn't go here. It's a tough gig. And he also has to answer when he gets it wrong. And he has to answer to sometimes 4,000 people who didn't get to go to the private island. But they have their own laptops and their own phones. And they can see the weather report just as much as old Setzer does. His name is Craig Setzer. We'll talk about all that and much more, but first, I like my new headset. I don't know how it sounds on your end, but uh, here, oh man, I feel like I'm a professional podcaster. Dream on. All right, this story, I have no idea why I chose it, except I found it interesting, and it is my podcast. If you want to have something you like, you get your own podcast. But the company's called Metacolor, and I try to figure out what 350,000 square meters, oh, it's square meters of, of uh, film laminated steel, how much that is in, like, miles. It's miles, because the these icon of the seas, they're... Uh, 254,000 tons. They'll carry well over 6,000 people and I think 3,000 crew, maybe less. Or maybe more than that. They're just monsters. And they use a lot of this fabricated steel in a lot of areas. Uh, certainly in the crew mess and the staff mess. A lot of places you don't see. But even on the walls in the hallway, there's some form of uh, laminated steel with a film on it with a that's painted that can be uh, basically washed down because watching the walls is very, very important because it has to do with uh, uh, norovirus and general you know, viruses and things like that. A uh, long time ago on Carnival, they, they, they just used any steel they could get from a scrapyard because they basically used fire hoses to clean the ships in the old days. They just hit it with some water and kept going. But according to Ingemar Forsberg, the other reason that made the cut, the reason that some stories get chosen only because I like the names. Ingemar, I'm sure Ingemar at one time or another 
uh, I believe these guys are Finnish, at one time or another was a skater. He was on the college skating team or the high school skating team, or perhaps he was some form, he or she, again, Ingemar, I don't know. What is it, do you know? It could be a man, could be a woman. They don't actually tell you anymore. They're very quick, not very fast, and not put a he, she, or anything because they don't want to be accused of a pronoun, whatever the hell you call it. Ingemar Forsberg, he's the CEO of, I know, I could have looked up his picture, but there wouldn't have been a story then. He's the boss at Metacolor, and he said, we're both proud and happy for the trust and for the good cooperation we have had with Royal Caribbean and with Meyer Tuku. Meyer Tuku is the shipyard. We are particularly pleased that this year we not only have the pleasure of celebrating Metacolor's 50th anniversary, get a nice shot in there, pal. Good job, Ingemar. But also uh, one of the largest orders, yeah, 350,000 square. I know my friend John, who uh, is a fabric guy, he would love, he would have loved to sell 350,000 square meters of fabric to Royal Caribbean. I'll tell you that. We would have got, got like seven gallons of chicken soup. We would have been loaded with soup. Uh, anyway, uh, Medicol begins, Medicolors begins delivery of this product in early. Oh, they already began delivering it. All right, whatever. And it goes to the wall panels, the ceilings, the doors, and your wet areas. Because who doesn't like a little fabricated steel for your wet areas? And as you get older, there seems to be more wet areas. You don't have to go there, Tom. Why did you have to go in the toilet? Anyway, the product is called Dobell, not Doorbell. Dobell, D-O-B-E-L. I wish I had time to figure out why or who, who, whether Ingemar was the guy when the, well, I don't know. Ingemar was the person, get it right, Tommy, uh, the person who in the meeting said, I think we name it Dobell. And they go, what? Dobell? What the hell does that mean? It does not matter. My name is CEO. We call it Dobell. Anyway, they're very happy. They should be. 350,000 square meters. I have no idea how much it goes per meter, but I'm pretty sure it's, you know, it'll put a little dent in your doughbell, if you know what I mean. Hello. All right. This is a good story. This is a, a good news, bad news deal. All right. The good news is that Congress is working together. Well, Senate, the Senate actually, are working together. But they have to work together because the government is not functioning properly. So Senators Amy Klobuchar, I believe she's from Minnesota, she is from Minnesota, Democrat. Uh, is that the right name or is it Klobuchar? Amy Klobuchar and Jerry Moran, he's from Kansas. Now there, why did this story make the cut? What are the odds I'm hearing a guy from Kansas named Jerry Moran? I mean, that guy is Irish from Brooklyn. Irish from Boston. He's from Boston. He must be in the witness protection program. He got in trouble in Boston. He went to Kansas, and he ran for Senate, and now he's Senator. Hey, top of the morning to you. It's Senator Jerry Moran. Where are you from, sir? New York? I'm from Kansas. Oh, witness protection program? Anyway, they've introduced a bill to address, address, because, you know, in the Congress, they do everything. They address. They don't uh, just scream. Um the delays in visa processing for international visitors. This is so sad that they have to do this. The government should be able to function. This is nothing new. And stop using the pandemic as a crutch, as an excuse, as a reason. So they've been, they have an act. Now, now this is the guru coming out. What a spin your wheels, waste your time. Excuse the French. Piss away our tax money. They, they have written a bill called the Visa Processing Improvement Act. Because certainly, if you want to learn to improve your visa, you want to get an Irish guy from Kansas, and I would imagine Amy Klobuchar, not to be ethnic, is uh, somewhere around Eastern Europe. 
So you got an Eastern European and an Irish guy telling the the State Department how to run. Our our bill will help address backlogs and get people flying faster. How are you involved in it? Unless they're unless they're trying to pass a law that shortens. Here's the thing. I can't get into this too deep because we're not, we do overview here. This is the overview podcast. But basically, if they're trying to shorten the amount of uh, time to be eligible, maybe that the cut corners. If this is about the cut corners, I don't know. I do know that Tory Emerson Barnes, because it's very important when you get to a certain level in business, you have more than one name, otherwise known as Dottie Colossa Drake. Tory Emerson Barnes, Executive Vice President for Public Affairs. I always wanted to get a job in charge of private affairs. I don't think it's anybody's business who you're with. You understand what I'm saying? Anyway, Public Affairs and Policy for the U.S. Travel Association. Excuse me. Tory, uh, the chicken soup from last night. Oh, it was good. Tory Emerson Barnes, she called the bill critical to increasing staffing and capacity at consular offices around the world and for setting visa processing goals and benchmarks, something the U.S. travel industry has long called for. Bottom line, they're going to call for more money. Now, we charge for visas. This should be, uh, what do you call that, negative deficit? I'm not an economist. You know where it pays for itself. That's what we call it in Jersey. This whole mess should pay for itself. All right. If it costs the $140 for a visa and you're processing thousands and thousands of visa, visas, you should pay those people out of the cost of the visa. That's how private industry would do it. Private industry wouldn't sell visas at a loss and go, ooh, ooh, uh, let's get another bill and get some more money ooh, ooh, and hire more people. How about you hire the people that know how to do it right and you charge enough to cover the cost of the people doing it right and then you do it right. But then again, when is the last time you ever heard someone talking about the federal government or the Department of Motor Vehicle or the Internal Revenue Service and hear the words doing it right? Hey, forget about it. You know what I mean? Explain that, Chris. I got an email from Papa Handsome. He had friends. Yeah, they're Canadian. Uh, a very cold part of Canada. They're very warm people, but it's a very cold part of Canada. Alberta, Alberta. They're Calgary, Alberta. Friends were visiting. He enforced them to listen to the podcast, but explained. He had to explain to those people when I went, hey, how you doing? Forget about it. You know what I mean? Hey, I'm Jerry from Kansas. They're like, what happened to that man? Is it a small stroke? Well, anyway, there has, according to Emerson Barnes, See, now, once you get further in the story, we drop Tory's first name. Now we just go with Emerson Barnes. I think that's rude. I would have went with Tory first. Uh, according to uh, Emerson Barnes, there has been a, a disastrous lack of progress on essential travel services across the federal government. Yep. Interview wait times have remained staggeringly high, staggering, deterring travelers and hindering U.S. global comp- competitiveness. Yeah, you can't get a visa. And we scream when we have to fill out a form. I do. You know how many places now want you to fill out an entry form and give you the same information all over again? They want to know your life story. Seriously, they want to know, you know, uh, all kinds of stories. Anyway, maybe this is where Catherine Prather, she's the president of the National Tour Association, said the NTA has been discouraged to learn the visa wait times recently increased in India and Mexico to key inbound markets. Yeah. They, they really don't need visas coming out of Mexico, honey. I don't know if you missed that story or not. They just come right over the border, San Antonio, wherever you want. Anyway, congratulations to Senator Amy Klobuchar and the Irish guy from Kansas, Jerry Moran. They're, look, it's all smoke and mirrors. It's optics. It's all It's a laugher. I mean, it's not going to help. You're not going to push the State Department. You're not. It's a bloated, bureaucratic 
operation that has been growing and growing and growing over the years. You know, this isn't anything you don't know already. It just, it grows like a giant, giant State Department tumor. Uh, and it's not, you're not, but it doesn't do anything. Just keeps growing. I didn't know if I wanted to run with this story, but I'm running with it. Let me check the time because I'm zipping along today. Yeah, we're at 19 already. Fired up. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. The new headset. I'm telling you, I hope it sounds good on your end. I don't know, does that sound right? Um, I haven't used any, you know, the other problem I noticed yesterday listening to the podcast because I did listen to see if I was coming out of both sides now and I wasn't. Uh, I very seldom use any of these uh, toys I have anymore. So we're going to have to, you know, like this one. That's from me and my wife to all the people that send things. That don't send anything else. Daddy goes, you know, people are thinking that we're, this is a telethon for my hip. There's nothing like that. And, oh, I forgot. My goodness gracious, Barbara. I See, that's the problem. Uh, my wife opens up this amazing gift of, of a shawl and a cup and all, and all this love. And, and all I do is go, oh, man, what do I have to break in order to get anything? A gift of small, uh, a cookie, anything. Golf is a big deal now around the world. And getting people to go to visit places they wouldn't go. Uh, they're now building golf courses. One of those places is uh, Balik, Turkey. I wouldn't ever think of going to Belik. Belik, Turkey. Not Balik. There's not two E's in it. B-E-L-E-K. Belik, Turkey. Uh, and uh, they have a golf course there. And mostly the Brits are going to Turkey. They love it. They love it. Uh, Kusadashi is hilarious. When you go to Kusadashi uh, and... Uh, and you go just to sit down and have something to eat. They have great restaurants there. And the Turkish people are so, so friendly. And they speak very good English. They really do. Um, and the Brits are there. It's like a P&O. It's like a P&O visit without the, the ship. Uh, a lot of art everywhere. A lot of uh, big British guys. A lot of shaved heads. And they're all, everybody's speaking English. The Turks speak better English than I do, anyway. Um, so there's a golf course in Turkey in Belik. And it's very popular now because people uh, like to go to Turkey just to play golf. According to research conducted by the RNA, they're the people that uh, govern golf in the UK, uh, there were uh, 66.6 million golfers globally as of 2021. And now everybody's doing golf tours. And uh, Azamara has that wonderful cruise that goes to all of the courses in Scotland. I have, I've been very lucky. I played uh, golf in New Zealand. I played golf in Scotland. I played golf in in, um, in Thailand in Koh Samui, Thailand. I had a I had a caddy. I was living the dream. I didn't have a swing. I couldn't I couldn't hit the ball th- three feet, but I had a caddy. I looked good doing it. Anyway, Turkey is among the countries with little indigenous golfing history. Very much like myself, I have uh, I played golf for years, but none of it's indigenous. It's mostly embarrassing, uh, and they're looking to boost tourism by tapping into that growth. It's a stretch. Other countries, including Vietnam and Morocco. Look, I don't care. You could give me 10 days of free tea times. I am not playing golf in Morocco. No, thank you. Uh, What happens, though, you go from 
the worst-looking slum in the world into this oasis of 18 holes. And you wonder, you know, again, here comes the hypocrisy of, of the people that travel there. They go through all of this poverty, and they go to this gorgeous golf course, and they don't really feel bad. Uh, and that's because they're from Jersey. Anyway, Saudi Arabia also is building the game there. Good luck. Uh, Morocco, no, good luck. Thanks. No, I actually, I uh, I struggle even to play golf in St. Cloud, which is down the street from here. Anybody would know this. Uh, John uh, Steinbreeder, he's a golf author and the travel editor at Global Golf Post, which, by the way, is another website he created. This guy, John Steinbreeder, this is not Brenner. This is what I hope to do. I will someday become incredibly famous, much more famous than I am now. I'm famous in my own little circle. Who's in my circle? Me. Um, I will become very famous, and people go, how did he become so famous? Who is he? Well, you know, I'm the guru of the seas. It's all a bunch of, it's what we know, call in Jersey, it's a crock. It's a giant crock. But according to this article in Los Cabos, Mexico, where the golf market has built up in earnest since the early 90s, the average tourist who plays golf spends $3,000 if they go there to play golf compared to the overall tourist average of 2300 You're right. I played in golf in Bermuda with my friends John and Maria and with uh, Jordan Bennett uh, in Bermuda. Hey, hello. Hello, bend over. Uh, what, I was almost $280 around the golf, 300 Beautiful golf course, amazing view, award-winning 18 holes. But hello, for some people, it's a week's pay at the 7-Eleven, and we're throwing it out the window. I, oh, man, I had to, You know what they say? Uh, <laughs> no, I can't do it. Yesterday, when I was talking to the guy from the golf pass, he said, I'll give you a cancellation, but you have to give me one more joke. All right, close your ears if you're easily offended. It's not my joke. I think Jackie Martin did the joke 55 years ago. I played golf yesterday. I hit, I hit my two best balls. I stepped on the rake. Hey, hello. All right, shut up, Tommy. That's it. You lost 10 people right now. Oh, my goodness gracious. This goes on and on. If you're interested, you can find it in Travel Weekly. Because we have to zip along. The Galveston Wharves said in a statement that it is continuing negotiations with MSC Cruises and Norwegian Cruise Line. I've said this many, many times. Having your own terminal now is uh, is a big thing for CEOs of cruise lines. It's a big deal to have your own terminal. Well, it looks like MSC and Norwegian will share a terminal in Galveston. Um, but first, uh, the the trustees have to stop Hemmen and Horn. Hemmen and Horn. Where did that come from? I wondered. The guru wondered this morning because I say that. Stop your Hemmen and Horn. goes back to the 1400s. You know this because the uh, listeners here are very, very intelligent. Some people actually stay past the second commercial. I'm not sure that's intelligent. But Hemming is based on this. <clears throat> you know, when like you're getting someone's attention, you normally go, hmm. But it means like you're clearing your throat because you don't know what you're saying. You go, <clears throat> and then and hawing is the same thing. It's like a pause, like a haw, before because you don't know what you're saying. Uh, and I sometimes hem and sometimes haw. I very seldom hem and haw together. I do one or the other. Right now, I'm, I would consider it hawing because I'm not going hem. <clears throat> I'm just doing hawing. But anyway, the Galveston Wharves, they want a new terminal for the fourth terminal, but they're not sure. They're hemming and hawing. They want more information. They're doing what bureaucrats do. The trustees are appointed to that. And, you know, there's a guy running the wharf, uh, and Galveston's very popular now. This will be the fourth terminal. 
I mean, they're big. They've, they've just exploded in the Texas market. And it's all going on. And the guy in charge, um, you know, uh, he wants another terminal. But the people that sit on the board of trustees, you know what they're like. You know what they're like. They're probably a dentist, an oncologist, an, an, an accountant, and political appointments. And uh, according to the chairman, Harry Maxwell, we remain committed, you should be, to working on a mutually beneficial partnership to bring these world-class cruise lines to Homeport and Galveston. They're just trying to stick a little more knife into the cruise industry. They want them to pay more than they want to pay. They want everything. And they, you know what they say? They say, hey, we're doing you a favor. We're letting you dock here. Look at the money you're making. And they will never take into consideration the risk of the cruise line. But look, I, I think I mentioned it. In 2025, Carnival will have three ships docked in Galveston. If you're sitting on the board of the Galveston Wharves, look at that, Harry, and say to yourself, wait a minute. Carnival Corporation is, ro is rolling the dice to put three ships. They have their own terminal. Three ships here in 2025. That's how popular our port is. We should be able to afford another terminal. We'll see what happens. In the meantime, we hemmed and we hauled through that mother. Uh, oh, man, I'm going to run. Uh, we're going to run over today. Let me look at the time. Oh, yeah, we're in 27 minutes. So I'm going to skip this story, the personnel story. We're going to go right to a story about Craig Setzer. Craig Setzer is the new chief meteorologist at Royal Caribbean Group, and he's responsible for constant, constant and direct contact with the captains and bridge teams across Royal Caribbean, Celebrity, and Silver Sea. They own all three. Uh, James Van Fleet retired uh, after more than six years because it's a stressful job. I mean, first of all, that's a lot of ships, and there's a lot of people asking you, and a lot of angry captains who can actually see the weather just like you but they don't have a degree in uh, meteorology. And they're going, look, I can go around this. Or look, at least we can go to the private island for four hours or five hours. That's probably not the case. The captains are probably hoping they don't go to the private island. Nobody wants to tender. There isn't one captain anywhere that wants to tender their ship anywhere. It's a headache. And they can't be bothered, but they have to do it as part of the deal. But he'll be responsible. Setzer brings more than 30 years of getting it wrong. I mean, I'm sorry, 30 years of meteorological, you know, meteorological experience to make critical weather-related decisions, and they are critical. I mean, we'll go back, I believe, pre-pandemic, when that ship came out of Brooklyn uh, for Royal Caribbean and sailed right into a mini-hurricane, had to turn around after a lot of damage and a lot of scared people. Most people are never cruising again that were on that ship. Um, you have to make that decision. No, we're not doing it. It's not safe. Safety is, is well, there's two things that are very important when you do this. Safety and uh, fuel consumption. They're not going to do a lot of uh, bobbing and weaving. There's another one. They'll do some hemming and hawing, but they're not doing a bobbing and weave. They're not ducking around stuff because it costs money to buy the fuel. So they're going to decide one way or the other. So if they have, and if they have to skip a port, they have to skip a port. And skipping ports lately it seems to be a very easy decision. Part of that is we live in a very litigious society, so they can't be a, the swashbucklers that they were 30 years ago. I've told this story in the past for Norwegian Cruise Line Captain Shell Hagen. He's gone now. What a tremendous guy. Captain of the SS Norway. There is a hurricane coming into Florida. The ship is in Miami. The decision is do we stay here and batten down the hatches or do we go out to sea? And Captain Shellhagen, a long time ago, when you could do this, said, ladies and gentlemen, I've decided to sail through the hurricane. And he did. 
They closed all of the portholes down on deck three and four, and they sailed that sucker through the hurricane. And when he got to the other side, they had beautiful weather for the entire voyage. But could you do that today? Not on your life. First of all, the SS Norway was the SS France, so you could do it with that ship. It was an ocean-going mother. It could do anything. But can you imagine? Not anymore. Too litigious, too corporate, too micromanaged. Anyway, Setzer has been the chief meteorologist for several television news stations. That's all you need to know. <laughs> Most of these guys keep a job for a while. But if you get it wrong too often, you go to the next place. Now, I, I make that up. He probably was elevated. He probably went from being the, the junior guy in the weekends to the almost junior person or the higher than junior uh, and then on up. And also, uh, he taught uh, forecasting at the University of Miami and, and on and on. And, you know, everybody pokes fun at the weathercasters because they're very seldom right. That's just the way it is. They don't very, very much. I should have a degree in this because I'm very seldom right, as a matter of fact. I do wish we could chat longer. No, you don't. Not really. I just whacked my microphone. Whacked my microphone. I didn't use anything. Hold on. Yeah, get him the hell out of here. Thank you. Please. Let's do it again. Yeah, get him the hell out of here, will you? That's please? for my friend John. What else haven't I used in a while? What is this one? You're going to need a bigger boat. Oh, we're going to need a bigger boat. You're going to need a bigger boat. You need. You missed this one? One, two, three. Shut up. How about that one? What the hell were you thinking? Exactly. I am so happy with my new headset. Can you feel the energy? I didn't get up yet. Tomorrow I'm gonna jump around and do it standing up. It's gonna be very cool. Do you really care? If you're with me, God bless you. You made it through two commercials and a lot more direct. Have a wonderful Thursday. Oh my goodness gracious. You hear that sometimes? Hemming and hawing, bobbing and weaving, and oh my goodness gracious, it's Friday already. Tomorrow, right now it's Thursday. What is he talking about? I don't know. He's just happy to have a new headset. I'll talk to you tomorrow. How old is this guy? He acts like he's 12. Oh, what about that guy? Now I'm playing with you. You're like, just end it. Just end it. Talk to you tomorrow. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.